Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Wednesday, April 28th. Uh, what's happening today? Uh, Fed meeting. We got the Federal Open Market Committee meeting. Uh, they are not going to be increasing interest rates anytime soon, but I'm going to be paying attention to what they say about inflation. They keep saying that inflation is transitory, meaning that it's just like a temporary thing. You know, you come out of a total lockdown, people have money, they're going to spend the money. I'm not so sure. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, recently Procter & Gamble announced they were going to be increasing prices for a number of their goods. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on the whole inflation front. It's an odd thing to imagine that $6 trillion of government money flowing into the economy won't create some price pressures, but I guess anything's possible. I'm willing to be convinced by data. If you've got a financial question or even an economic question, we'd love to hear from you. It's very easy to reach us. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And maybe if you're on our website, if you're on the jillonmoney.com website, maybe you're signing up for our free weekly newsletter. Maybe you're reading an article. Maybe you're watching a TV segment. If you're on the site and you have a question that comes to mind, hit the contact button and we'll be happy to answer it. But the better thing you can really do is ask us your question and say, I'll come on the air with you because it's much more fun. And then you get to hear Mark's voice. And that is what Andrew did. Andrew is on the line from Chicago. Welcome to Jill on Money. Andrew, what can we do for you, sir? Hey, Jill. It's great to talk to you. Uh, I had a few questions. You want me to start my questions or should I give you some background info on me first? Let's do background first. Okay. Uh, so I'm married. Uh, I have two kids. Uh, my wife's a teacher. Do you want me to go into my financial information right Hold away? Or? See, I like that you're like, let's get this going efficiency, efficiently. Okay. How old are your kids? Uh, they're young. So they're in second grade and kindergarten. Okay. Your wife is a teacher. Uh, how much does your wife earn? She earns about 60000 I earn about 110000 What do you do? Uh, I work as a scrum master for um, a development team. 
Did you say a scrum master? What is that? I'm really intrigued because you just used a term. Someone else just mentioned this to me. And I love that you didn't know that either, Mark. So a scrum master is what? So it's very similar to a project manager. You're kind of like a lead for a team of developers and you just kind of help them make sure they get all their work done. But you're not really like a boss or supervisor. You're more like a, a team captain or like a cheerleader. Really? And what expertise do you need to become a Scrum Master? So I worked in um, QA for a while, testing, things like that. And then I worked as a kind of like a system specialist for a company for a while, which was like setting up the backend system, knowing all the ins and outs, how it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, I moved to the development side where I was helping the developers plan out new iterations, new releases, things like that. But I didn't quite like the product owner role, which is the person who comes up with all the ideas and uh, comes up with the roadmap. I liked more of the technical dealings worth it, but I wasn't really a developer, so I needed to do something else. So that's where I came into more of the project management side of it. And when you're working with Agile, the project manager is called the Scrum Master because the team is called a Scrum Team. Oh my God. It, Mark, you know, let me just translate this. He's a producer. That's what he does. He's a producer. No, he's a producer. That's what he is. In our world, where we come from, he's a producer. He's like, just make sure everyone gets their crap done. You are the executive scrum master. I'm going to use that right now. That's fantastic. Okay. Andrew, you own a home or do you rent? Uh, so we own a home and we own a rental home. Okay. Primary residence is worth how much? Like 660 Mortgage? There is a mortgage. Uh, it was a 15-year mortgage we took out last year. There's about 450000 left. What's the mortgage interest rate, please? 3.125. Nice. Okay. Rental property, I heard you just say. How much is that rental property worth? Uh, that's probably closer to 450 No mortgage on that. And How about we, income? We collect about 3000 a month. Okay. And you're going to keep that? That's like running smoothly or you know, do you feel good about that? Yeah, we're going to keep it for at least the next five, six years. Okay, great. How old are you guys? Uh, I'm 36. My wife is slightly younger than that. Tell us what's on your mind. What are the questions that you have? A little while ago, uh, I inherited kind of a larger IRA from my father when he passed away. Mm. Um, Prior to that, my wife and I were really good savers. We've saved a lot. And so I was wondering if I could save less is kind of my first question. Like, is it okay since I have this large- Wait a second. How big is the IRA? Let's tell you, I'm all into like having fun, especially if something just gets plopped in your lap. But how much did you is in the inherited IRA? It's almost a million bucks. When did you inherit it? Prior to 2020, so I have the my lifetime to take out the funds. Fantastic. That you knew exactly where I was going with that, right? I mean, a million dollars is good money, but uh, it's not everything. So what else have you done in savings to see whether or not you can have a little more fun? So right now we have about uh, 50000 in emergency funds, which is probably about six months worth of emergency funds. We have uh, 225000 in pre-tax accounts. We've got 165000 in Roth accounts, which we still contribute to. Um, we've got 300000 in a brokerage account. And then we've got like another 140000 in 529s. Wow. This is good. Do you think your kids are going to be the kind of kids who go to private universities or who knows? It's a million years away, right? I have, I have no idea. I mean, we live in Illinois, but I have dreams of them going to college in like California to like one of like one of those big fancy schools. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Are you still contributing to the 529? We contribute enough to max out our state deduction. Yeah. I don't know if you need that much more in there. I mean, you got young kids and that money's going to grow. Have you done like the, have you run the numbers actually? 
So I do, and if I if I have like pie in the sky dreams of them going to some Ivy League school, yeah, I'm I'm not quite on target. Like we would need like four hundred thousand for each kid, mm-hmm. but if we go to a state school, we would be pretty set. You mean you need four hundred thousand in today's dollars, or by the time they are by the that- time that they would be in college? Yeah, but you got one forty now, and it's going to grow. And these like they're so young. I'm sorry, it would be four hundred per kid, so it'd be eight hundred total. Oh, I got you. Okay, Mark wants us to pause and to for me to say out loud, let's wait here, Andrew, $800,000 for two private school educations. Did you go to a pri- fancy private school? No, I went to a state school. See, you turned out okay. Scrum master extraordinaire. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Don't go crazy funding this 529, really. I mean, if you really want to stop saving some money, that would be the first place. Are you guys both maxing out retirement? Like, what? What? tell me what the contribution level is and where you'd pull back from in terms of, in terms of like having a little breathing room. I'm contributing 15% of my salary. My wife isn't really contributing anything because she's got going to have her pension. Um, she has a very small... I think it's a 457, um, but she only does like a couple thousand dollars into that. I was thinking of lowering my contribution down to the employer match. Um, Mark wants to know what, if you're going to take a breather and lighten up on the savings, what exactly would you do? Would you go to Disney constantly? Is that what the number one game plan is? Uh, I would love to go to Disney constantly, but no, we would use the money probably to do things like put a new deck on our house like reinsulate our attic, like not super fun stuff, just stuff that's been on our to-do list for a while. Okay, wait a second. How much money do you have to do to get your house in shape that you want it to be in? I have no idea. We haven't really looked at how much it would cost to do the deck. Like like I said, we're savers. So we're constantly have all these home projects to do, but we're just like, well, we can't afford it even though we you probably can. could. That's totally dumb. <laughs> I mean, that's silly. That's completely silly. Really. I mean, well, like, that's, that's I, why I, I'm calling you. All right. That's you're, you're killing yourself for nothing. Like why are you saving if you can't make your house the place that you want to be in? If anything, I wish you had a mortgage on the rental property, which is now more expensive to have. So I won't go out, have you go get it. But it's like rental properties work better with mortgages. It's called leverage. It works, works to the benefit of you in the tax code, but you don't have one there, but you have tons of money. So do your house for God's sakes. You got money that is in a brokerage account and I would use that money. If anything, like go out, figure out how much money you got to spend to do your deck and re-insulate and paint your house and spend the 50 grand you got to spend, which doesn't sound like to me, doesn't sound like you're going to spend much more than that. But what do I know? Even if it's a hundred grand, do it, spend it. But I would not stop saving in your retirement. I don't think that that's where the issue is. I'd stop spend, saving in the re, in the 529 plan. Okay. You have no problems. Things are great. She's going to have a pension. You're putting money away. You've got a ton of money saved, but you're making yourself crazy. You got to give yourself permission to spend some of that money. Okay. I have one other question for you. Talk to me. The inherited IRA is relatively large. And if I let it keep growing and just take out the minimum amounts, Mm. we're talking about huge RMDs. Is it smart to take out a little bit more money now than what the RMD is so that I don't have like a $200,000 RMD when I'm 60? Yes, absolutely. And you can take a little bit more money and you want to manage it based on your tax bracket, right? So, you know, if you're making 170,000 right now, you know, you're in the 24% 24% tax bracket, just, you're probably actually in the 22%. But if you can start taking money out of that and pay your 24% tax and use that money, maybe you want to use that money. Maybe you take some of the money. Here's like a nice emotional 
crutch that you could use that would work so beautifully. The money I'm taking out of my inherited IRA, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay the tax on it. And I can throw some of that in the 529 plan because wouldn't it grandpa love it if to know that he was somewhere not with us, but helping to fund college. Paying the tax at the 24% bracket makes a ton of sense for you guys. So I'd like to get some of that money out and it'll free that up. And you'll now have money that has already been taxed, which is great. Now, can you tell the the family, the Jill on Money family, about the PS that you put on your initial email about the exciting news that you shared with me and Mark? Yes, I would love to share it with you. So I've been listening to your show for a while. I first started listening when you were on the 404 show on CNET. Fabulous. Um, and I started listening to the show as soon as it came out. I think it had a different name back then. And after like years of listening to this, I was inspired to become a CFP myself. Yes. So, so I've been taking classes at night. Uh, I'm getting close to being done. I might be able to take the CFP exam this year, and hopefully I'll get that designation soon. When you're ready to do it and when you want to come back on the air, you're going to tell us all about the CFP, how you pass the exam. And do you think that this is this for just your own knowledge or do you think you'd actually want to become a practicing certified financial planner? I would love to be able to help people with their financial plans and with their financial life. I don't know if I want to do it full-time, but it's definitely something that I would be willing to do like part-time, you know, do like pro bono work or do, you know, smaller um, like one-time engagements. That's so great. Well, I wish you the very best of luck. Mark and I are so happy that you joined us. You guys are in great shape. Let's make a few little tweaks here and there. You're on the right track, but um, most importantly, enjoy the money that you have saved. And uh, I think it's a really, it would be an honor for your father to know that you could redo your deck and re-insulate and pay for your kid's college education. And we will be really happy to hear when you pass the CFP exam and we can celebrate with you. So thanks so much for coming on the air with us, Andrew. Thanks for having me. If you want to come on the air and be like Andrew, then just let us know. Send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. If you're on the website, hit the contact button. Let us know. We'll be there for you. And uh, remember, the on-air sessions, they're so much richer than the plain old email. We just hear more about you and, and there's good stuff that happens. So with that, here we are. It's midweek, couple days to go before the weekend. So keep your head down. Keep doing what you're doing. Wash those hands. Wear your masks. Maintain your physical distancing. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.